Hello, this is Dustin from Elder Eye Entertainment, and I want to welcome you to the audio version of The Velvet Lodge, our cinematic horror actual play miniseries. The Velvet Lodge airs every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on our Twitch channel, and you can also watch the video on demand on our YouTube channel with new episodes releasing every Friday. Now, we hope you enjoy your stay at The Velvet Lodge. Warning. The Vela Laws contains vulgar language, disturbing audio, and descriptive imagery of violence, body horror, gore, vermin, manipulation, anxiety caused by trauma, and death that may be upsetting to some viewers and listeners. Audience discretion is advised. In the damn forest. An overgrowth of moss and the acrid sour of mildew in the air. A big round nose snorting and sniffing with those heavy hooves in the earth. A truffle and its faithful pig. Their basket full of little fungi. And this hunt includes more death than tracking a beast. The mushrooms eat by having their fill of the dead breaking down bodies and blood and cells so that they might bloom. And eventually, all of us are hunted this way. For a truffler, they might expect their life ends up in that basket. And all they can do is hope it's at least a different pig. Happy hunting out there, folks. We hope you find some rest here at the Velvet Lodge. Welcome back to the Velvet Lodge. We pick up and you have gained another hour from time passing by. To clarify, now you still have the every catastrophic failure will add three minutes to your clock. And after a catastrophic failure, your next use of Dread Manifestation, you will roll a d4, and you will add that cost of minutes to use the Manifestation. Okay. That being said, you placed the, um, you had placed the Caterpillar, which you had named George, correct? George. Into the box in the main foyer area. And after having done so, you hear again the piano, another note clicking down, and that permanent sort of array of them still present there. And the box again slowly opens. From it lies another Oh, um, here you go. This is the boar's room, uh, is next, um. That yours? Most likely. I am hmm. going to do a medical examination on the eye that came out of the puppet. Okay. I will have you roll an acumen mm -hmm. and likely wit okay. um, and then you can upgrade with your 
I'm sure you're applicable. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple I can choose from. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to add 1d8 using three seconds. Gotcha. And then distress. Uh, common success. Common success. Okay. You, um, having this eye in your hand, you do a sort of um, small... A medical examination on it, you can see from looking at it in closer detail now that the eyeball seems to, like the eye itself kind of base part of it, um, looks strangely like a sort of normal eye would appear, but almost in that same way that actually some of that bread and food that Birdie had in the preserved sort of manner or something, Mm -hmm. kind of keeping it slightly squishy. Um, And you can also see sort of over the top of it and sort of stringing from the back of the eye seems to be a sort of bug-like added appendage to it, almost acting as the lid cover from the top. Um, It looks... It looks old... But the preservation makes it look newer. Well, Doc, give it to me straight. It's a lot like the uh, the other things we've seen here. It's natural, but unnatural at the same time. Uh, it's been preserved. It's older than it would appear, but it's still very fresh. And this came out of the grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means, but it feels like it means something, right? It's gotta. I'm not sure if it's connected, but when I looked into the lock, there was something small and purple, and I can't help but notice that th- that, that creature's a similar color. Oh, yeah, it is kind of... And the doll was probably small enough to put her eye up against the lock to look at us. It is kind of... It's a bunch of... Wow! What was that? I don't know. I just squeezed the bug and... Oh. 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 There's there's things on this map. More stuff now? Yeah. It's, It's a bunch of markings and it says dig and keep it safe and oh hold on I love you I'm sorry what on earth does that mean I feel like a lot of the people in this house could be saying that right now there's there's a bunch of markings and they got they got little circles and lines on them, but it says dig, and then under the pillow thing, it says keep it safe. Where does it say dig? He was a truffler. Dig under the, um, under this rug. See? Hmm. He's a truffler. Truffles are buried. So what we're looking for might be buried in that room. But it says keep it safe. What do we gotta keep safe? And then, and then the back, I love you, I'm sorry. I don't think that was written um, for us. 
No, I mean like we gotta dig and find something, then we gotta keep it safe. But I love you and I'm sorry, so it's something that they feel bad about. Well, everyone in this place has been trapped. Yeah, but what would they feel bad about that we gotta dig up? They were helping make this happen. They were helping the man in charge do something and then didn't didn't the one person say they were trying to stop him? Like don't don't let him finish or something yes. like that, right? Right? The the hunter. Yeah. They they were doing something together and then the rest of the, this is my gut, the rest of them figured out it was a bad thing and tried to stop. And then this happened. I still think this is a giant trap that we're walking into. Are you but okay? Why? Um, I'll I'll be I'll be fine um to continue with everything going on. But I'll be better once like all of us, this is over. So to what whatever whatever we have to do to get to that point, I'm I'm ready to do. Well, why do we go to the room? This is room number what? Uh, one, two, three, four. Room four. Okay. And there's a fifth room on there. The next room that's marked will be the kitchen. And that's where the stag is. Which was... But this is the boar. Yes. The last room is the stag, which is the kitchen. Oh. The boar is the bedroom. But that's hmm. not enough rooms for the amount of keys for the piano, right? Right. So after these two rooms, we've still got more to do. Potentially. Maybe the last room will open up a secret special room. That always happens in the mystery books. That's possible. We've they seen... always got some sort of secret compartment. We've seen weirder. I'll keep an eye out. Could I look around the room? The foyer room mm -hmm. to see if there's an item hidden, like one of the items we've already found. I will have you make either an acumen or intuition, and I will say vigilance or wit. Oh, uh, two hits. Two hits? Okay. Taking a look around the sort of main area, and um, I'll also say for the purposes of um, ease, you also kind of check around the, bal the balcony and the banister area. Um, you look for quite a good amount of time and you feel as though you're fairly thorough. You don't sense that anything in this immediate room is anything that would fit or that makes the same amount of sense as the other objects you put in the box. Oh, oh, sorry, everyone. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't missing something. The easiest way to hide something is put it in front of your face. I don't think you have to apologize about that. We need to find everything in here, all the information that we can. It's always worth taking a, a second look. In fact, I'm eyeing that piano again. I took a very good look when we first got in here. I don't think there's anything here. Yeah, but you looked at it now. We now know so much. 
more than we did when you first looked through when we first got here. I'm very thorough. You are. You also can't understand what's happening. And I'm sorry to say it like that. I have a different perspective for what's happening. I have a feeling at some point, if you don't stop believing, it's gonna get worse for you. Yeah, especially when I'm about to do stuff like this. <sighs> Hold on for a second. I don't know exactly how this might work, but I would love to see the moment this piano was altered into a door. Okay. I'm gonna use my new dread manifestation. Are you continuing to stand? Yeah, I think because I haven't done this before and I've just kind of got this gut feeling, like I don't even need to touch this thing anymore. I can just get to that spot. But I'm standing with everybody just kind of staring at this piano, wondering how this is gonna work. You stand for a moment and sort of pulling again from whatever place it is that lets you see the past of an object when you touch it. This time you feel like you're almost pulling more from the air in the room or something, something tangible. And then your vision sort of almost hazes for a moment. And as you sort of are clearing your eyes, almost like blinking them back open, you can see, um, here in the foyer, the room is far nicer. Um, you can see it's clean, it's maintained, it feels warm, and um, you can hear you can hear three figures moving around. The first one you can see um, there's sort of a slightly older woman. Putting pieces together, you can tell that this is a younger version of the woman you had seen marking the blueprints. Um, as well as on the wall where the piano is, that older man, um, this time less sort of scraggly in beard, a little bit younger as well. Um, you can see this sort of large rifle um, strapped over his back. You can see him sort of messing with the piano and you see he's trying to sort of press one of the keys down, but is um, unable to. And he sort of looks back at the, uh, the woman and she's sitting there going, does it work? And he, I believe so, yes. She, that's good, that's good. We don't want, we don't want any younglings going in there when they're not supposed to. And you can see at this point that third figure who was sort of running around, um, a, Slightly older than preteen age looking Augustina. Um, They're in sort of the same style of clothing, but with um, browner tones and um, her face sort of younger. Walks over and she, how's it going over here? And um, the man sort of looks and I think that this will work just fine, but you don't know how to play the piano, right? And she sort of, mm-mm, don't know at all. And he, well, that's good, because if you go to, if you head on down there, it's not going to be a good time. And she, I know. And you see him sort of now, he stops for a moment and is looking over the keys, almost like there's something with him that the piano seems to recognize. 
you see as it slowly moves over as he sort of presses on that last note. And as he does, you see from um, behind it in sort of a, it sort of slides over to the left closer to the end of the stairs. And you see in the wall behind it, there's sort of this um, alcove almost in the wall, a small leather journal sitting in it that was completely covered by the piano before. And he sort of grabs it and looks back at um, the two women who are here, the the lady and the younger girl, and sort of, well, I gotta get to work, so y'all take care of yourselves. And they both sort of, all right. And that is where your vision ends. One last question, Augustina, could I tell from what I just saw versus the painting, mm -hmm. how many, roughly how many years are we talking about? Looking at it, um, Augustina would have been, in your vision, probably a preteen, maybe rolling into teens, whereas in her portrait, um, she looked to be maybe mid-20s, maybe a 26, 27, pushing there. Um, so in, in the vision, you can tell it was probably a while ago that this was put in. Okay. Oh, that's so much nicer than the other way. Huh. Are, huh. are you okay? You just froze. You said, why would I do this? And then froze. How long was I frozen for? A good bit, but you didn't gasp this time. Well, I was time you went. Oh. I, I wasn't suddenly thinking that I was a box. That's so much more pleasant. When we get this open, it's not a. It's not a. I thought it was going to be like a secret passage, like you were talking about. That's what I thought. It's a vault. Hmm? Oh. We're getting the keys to a vault. And what's, this. What's in it? What I saw was a, a book, a little leather-bound journal. That's a lame vault. Uh, it depends on what's in that journal. I guess. The, uh, the Mr. Velvet seemed very keen on nobody looking at it, especially the younglings. And this was a long enough time ago that Augustina was in her teens. Hmm. This was, whatever's been going on here got seeded years ago. I don't know. I don't know how long this whole thing has taken to fall apart, come together, whatever. Wait, you've known Augustina for like, ever. Do you ever hear anything about this? No, I just knew she had this lodge. I never came up here before, I don't. She didn't say anything about it? She didn't really talk about her family that much. Melody, if you would like, I will allow you to make an intuition and either vigilance or wit again to see what you can recall. I'm gonna spend three seconds to reroll this. Okay. That is still a common success of three hits. Common success. You, um, thinking about it, you actually know of Augustina's past that she is not a biological child of the Velvet family. Um, her family, her biological family passed away when she was very young and the um, patriarch Velvet and his wife took her in 
in order for her to have a home. So you know that she's lived um, in the lodge for most of her life and then comes back periodically to visit them and to do taxidermy here. Um, but she has sort of a separate home that she will go to every once in a while that was her original family's. She didn't really talk about her family much because her birth family is past. She was adopted by the Velvets. Mm. Um, and she still maintains her other home. That's the one I go to. You know, it's bad enough when you don't think you're living up to your blood relatives, and then you get adopted into a family like this. I yeah, can see why that'd be her nightmare. What a family. Yeah. Families are nightmares sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Shall we head up? Yeah, why not? We shall. And I will head to the stairs and climb them. The scent, I assume, is mostly the forest at mm -hmm. this point. Yes, okay. as you reach up into that area, you can now start to smell it. And as well, the temperature up here, having previously been sort of just that cold of the winter being kind of living here, mm -hmm. you feel as though almost like when you turn on a fire on the lower level and the upper level gets warmer. Yeah. It feels a little bit warmer up here now. Well, they're making a difference anyway. Room by room. And I will put the key into the lock, turn it, and open the door. As you reach to the top of the stairs, you can also see, again, outside of the bedroom, a familiar-looking portrait uh, frame. You can see inside, um, this time, a sort of maybe middle-aged man, a little bit younger maybe than middle-aged, um, this sort of auburn, more caramel color hair, um, a sort of well-kept beard and the curly sort of cute mustache. Um, you can see him carrying this long sort of almost pointed spade over one shoulder and in the other arm it has this big basket that seems to be full of different fungi and such. Wearing a fairly nice uh, sort of suit and a green flannel. And at the bottom, um, this one says, Bertram Dupont, the truffler. So I'm looking at this painting and considering the mustache on this person, have I been wrong in assuming that the it's the elder velvet that's been the one with the, the mustache directing everybody or has it been this guy? Looking at the portrait, from what you can tell from um, remembering and also seeing this man's visage, um, you remember him being in your vision when you were a fishing pole. He was the <laughs> he was the one on the edge of the lake assisting. Um, and you also recognize him from the uh, when you were bred, um, where he was sort of peeking in. Um, but all of the rest of the times, you know that the patriarch velvet has a bit of a mustache, but it's not that sort of long curled up mustache okay all right before i open the door i'm actually going to stop like she she puts the key she starts to turn it and she stops okay can i see that thing real quick i just want to make sure there's nothing written on this yeah that's a good idea nicolette take a look oh. yeah there is but 
Interesting. You said squeeze the bug. Like, really? Yeah. yeah, squeeze the bug. I don't like that. I don't like anything that's in here. But. No, you're clear. Step back. Thank you. All right. And Nicolette, mm. um, before we go in here, I don't know what relationship you fully had with this man, mm -hmm. but try not to look at this logically. Because I think in this room, it's, it's going to hurt you. And if you have to think of it logically, it's your room. It's gonna be rough. I'll take that into consideration. And I know I'm not your favorite person. Um, I hardly know you. I know. But I owe you a lot, and you I'm going to help anything. you through this. Nicolette, I'm going to help you through this. Wait, you two know each other? You were giving us grief for being friends. You two know each other? I wouldn't say friends. I know her. You said barely, that's still partly. I've met her. She helped me once. With something delicate. So I would like to return the favor with something delicate. How about you return the favor with discretion? Well, as someone who well, was pretending to know you and doesn't know you and doesn't really know you at all, I still got your back. Thank you. And I guess will... we moms stick together. <laughs> She'll open the door. As you open the door, are you all stepping inside immediately? I am going to step inside enough for the door to close, but I'm going to stay like right at the door since I have the map. Okay. So that I can guide. Okay. And I'm going to be beside her with the rifle ready. Gotcha. And I'll be flanking, but a little bit behind on the other side. Okay. You step inside of this room and you feel immediately as the temperature warms significantly almost as though you are in the middle of summer. The smell hits you, these fresh sort of outdoors, um, and sort of this fresh pine that's almost laid waste by way of moisture. Mushrooms sort of plenty, you can smell them in the air. And as you step inside, you feel almost this churning in your stomach as your vision sort of parallaxes and you see as the furniture in front of you normal and fine and then sort of pushing back almost in in your eyes as it grows larger almost like you are shrinking and it is growing at the same time and as you stand there you are Maybe the size of a small fungi in a room that is gargantuan compared to you. <laughs> the ground is covered in dirt and moss. And though there is a bed and a side table and seemingly a small pet bed and a dresser that is all large, the room's floor is dirt and moss and forest ground does it match the map that we have it does of the things in the room okay it does still match but you are seeing 
almost like everything from ground level yes and you can also see throughout the room now as well that aren't marked on the map these large trees almost sprouting from the ground itself reaching from the floor almost to the ceiling and as you look up you see this sort of soft onset fog that's almost moving down slowly as you enter and is sort of covering where you think the ceiling would be and it just sort of disappears away into trees lining the ground here. Okay. Um, well, that was unexpected. At least it smells better in here. So, uh... Any sign of Mr. DuPont? As you are sort of all sort of recentering after feeling that sort of turning of the stomach and the moving, you hear from the bed this loud snoring, and it travels through the room at first, almost like it's going through a long, wide pipe, and it sort of distorts the sound a little bit as it's traveling throughout the room, but it's fairly loud, and you can hear it throughout the entire room. In front of you, the only piece of furniture that seems to be of adjacent size to you all is a small sort of similar-ish looking pedestal table and atop it is a small wooden box. You can see on it that the top is sort of covered in this moss and almost like a bone-like structure plate on the top. You said it's like a bone plate? On the top. Okay. Yeah, the top is sort of this bone plate covered in this like soft moss on top. I think we need to dig. Well, there's this pots. Don't wake him. There's pots on the map that I think we gotta find those first. Right. And and it says keep it safe. I don't know what that means, but that's on the pet bed. I don't disagree with you about not waking him. But maybe we should. The pet bed. What was his pig's name? Um, uncreatively, his pig's name was Truffle. Amazing. Truffle might be in here. His pig. Oh. Which given our size, could be very problematic. So just keep an eye out for the pig. Okay. First, because um, I'm standing by the door, mm -hmm. um, there is a symbol on the map that is, looks like a mound of something. Mm -hmm. Would we be able to see that from here? Yeah, so you where, know what you're, it is? where you're standing now, if you sort of look to your um, adjacent left, yes. you can see there are um, two small, uh, they look like, well, they're large here, but they're small if you were regular yeah. size. Um, they look like pet bowls. Um, one of them okay. is filled with water and the other is filled with um, just... Slop. Slop, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then next to that, there is a big sort of wide basket um, that's full of different fungi in it. Um, on the map, on the map, between the bowls and the basket, it, there's, see, there's a thing. 
We gotta, we gotta find the thing there. Does that symbol have any significance that I recognize? From any time that you, you've worked with Bertram, mm -hmm. um, you know that sometimes he is a little more animated and he typically, when he would send you documents and mm -hmm. there was anything of importance, mm -hmm. he would sort of circle it and then almost put like sun streaks around it to make sure that you got it. Calling really, attention. Yeah. That's his method of calling attention to something. So maybe there's something over there we need to dig up. I think so. I think all the spots on there are going to be truffles. There's four spots, one here, one kind of over there in that corner, one by the dresser, and then one on the bed. If the pig shows up and is going to be a problem, I think that's when we wake your friend. Because hopefully your friend will... Colleague. Colleague. Hopefully your colleague will still be all themselves and help the pig not attack. That makes sense. Should we split up and go for the first three? Yes. Which one? I, I can show you where. So first, we got to go here to the left. I can go after that one. Then we got over here, which is that corner. We got the dresser. I'm, um, I'm pretty quiet. I can probably get the one by the bed. With, with little issue. I don't know if it's under the bed or on the bed, though. Oh, no, not on the bed. The oh, one the, dresser? the dresser? Okay. So you take the dresser. I can take the pet basket. I'll take the other one. You take the bed. All right. Okay. So we're splitting up. Mm-hmm. Okay. If everyone could please make me a coordination and composure roll. Uh -oh. I have larceny specialization in hiding. Yeah, you may add that. Could I apply centering to keep myself calm and make my progress less uh, uh, blatant? Sure. I'm going to go spend, this way, so. I'm going to spend three seconds to reroll three die. Gotcha. And I did spend six seconds to add 2d8. Okay. Me. I'm spending two seconds to reroll. I'm going to spend one, two, three, four seconds. Wait, there should, oh, four seconds to reroll. Clarification again, I'm sorry. Do sixes reroll? No, so that'll only be if you have a, like so a specialization. It's a yeah. Gotta go. Okay. Uh, Melody, what did you roll? I got a phenomenal success with 11 hits. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm very quiet. Pretty. Where'd she go? I got a common success with a four on my distress die. Okay. How many um how many hits did you get? Uh two. I got a common success with two hits. And Nicolette. Common with three. Before I part from Nicolette, um, I think I just bump into you for a second and I say, oh. I'm sorry, and I'm going to activate a uh, healing cascade because I watched you get yeah. extremely hurt. <laughs> I got a little beat up. <laughs> That's four? Four damage is gone, yes. And then I just disappear into the grass. How'd she knock my shoulder back in joint? So, Melody, 
as you um, walk away from the group, you begin to sort of make your way. Um, you're going for the furthest point. Mm. Okay, then I will, I'm going to have you make two rolls. Um, the first is you can do coordination or intuition. Okay. And I will, it'll be a reaction roll. Uh, three, three hits for a, a common success. So as you are um, making your way towards that farthest point, you get to about halfway there. And as you're walking, you see as one of the sort of mushroom-like pieces in the ground. They're fairly large compared to your size right now. You see as it sort of pops up almost, and it sort of fans out a bit. And this sort of soft green gas sort of moves out of it just a, just for a moment. And you recognize it and you sort of move out of the way quickly and you avoid that first sort of patch of it. If you please make me another coordination or intuition in your reaction. Absolutely. And if it makes any difference on being detected by whatever's in this room, my privilege is that I am a dreadbane. Okay. Four for a phenomenal success. Okay. So again, as you sort of make your way to that final sort of um, stretch to where you assumed Birdie had kind of pointed you in the direction of, you pass by one more of those sort of spore-like things, um, creatures maybe in, in the ground, and as it sort of puffs out at you, you sort of, I already remember that happening, and you sort of scoot out of the way just in time. Um, you are now in the area that you are supposed to be, um, and we'll roll back to you after everybody else makes it to their places. So which one are you going for, Birdie? I'm going for the basket. The basket. Rolls. Okay, so you're the closest, so you'll mm -hmm. only need to roll um, one coordination or intuition plus your reaction. If you would like to apply athletics for this as well. That's what I was about to yeah, ask. Yeah, you certainly may. <laughs> okay. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. That's not good. <laughs> I'm going to spend a second to re-roll. Okay. Okay. I'm going to spend two more seconds to re-roll as, okay. as I am doing math. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I had three hits, but two ones on my distress die, so a one for a common success. Okay. So as you are similarly moving quietly through this room, you see as, um, you see as one of the sort of... Uh, rounded sort of heads of one of the fungi here almost like pops up like a almost like a little button in the ground and the sort of bottom frills underneath fan out just momentarily and you move mostly out of the way um, but you sort of get just a small whiff of whatever that is and it almost smells like when um when wood is very very wet and has been sitting in that wet for mm -hmm. long enough it almost burns your nostrils just a bit you take one point of damage okay but you are now um in that vicinity of where you know that you should be okay should be for the map 
Abby, you are going for... Not the bed, the other the one. stump corner. Gotcha. Okay, so you will need to make um, two coordination or intuition plus your reaction. All right. I'm going to use three seconds to reroll three of these. Okay. Two hits, one on the D4, so that would be a common success. So as you are moving towards that point on the map that you remember, it's quite, for both of you, it's quite a far ways as you're sort of making your way through trees and moss and kind of getting over this um, terrain here. And as you are about halfway through, you see similarly one of those fungi sort of pop up. And as it does, um, almost immediately this sort of green gas sort of surrounds you and you're just like just on the sort of same cusp of getting just a small whiff of it you take one point of damage okay and if you'd please make one more of those rolls all right i'm gonna use four seconds okay re-roll four of these So I have good news and bad news. Okay. The good news is I now have three successes and one one on the D4. So it's a common success with two. The bad news is I uh, go up to hour six. Okay. Yeah, I had to take a gamble about what I wanted to fail at first. Gotcha. As you are now used to this reaction, you continue walking along and you see another one of those spores sort of um, pop from the ground. And you feel as though you've moved just enough to sort of conceal that smell of it or that burning of it. And you realize that the reason you couldn't smell it is there's something thick and gelatinous in your nose. <laughs> And you sort of go to, like, whiff it out. And landing, if you decide to catch it or on the floor, you can see it's that similar sort of muck that you had thrown up earlier, that same material that being was. I will say, mm -hmm. because you've increased an hour, mm -hmm. from now on your max distressed eye are able to go up by one extra. Okay. You don't gain that distressed eye now, but if something makes you go past the max, you are allotted one extra. Okay. This comes out and I won't catch it. I'll let it land mostly because I don't want to touch it. Mm -hmm. And I'm aware enough of staying quiet and I'll, I'll use my, my centering to kind of do that. So I'm gonna stifle the, and I'm gonna use the heel of my boot and just step in it and squish it as I walk away. Okay. You sort of use that the heel and you feel it under you sort of squelch away from the sort of pressure. Um, and it just lays there, doesn't react or anything in the sort of spore um, fungi sort of, um, 
moves its way back into the ground and you continue. You're now in the correct vicinity for where you should be to assumedly dig. Nicolette, I will need you to make one coordination slash intuition, whichever you'd like, plus your reaction roll. First, before I move forward anywhere, I okay. would like to use uh, Panopticon to okay. uh, increase my perception and it will allow me to uh, find magically hidden or supernaturally hidden objects. So as um, you are walking then, you actually um, would see these uh, sort of spores sitting mm -hmm. in the ground and you're, I'm assuming that your first instinct is to sort right. of cusp around them. Mm -hmm. um, but you do make your way then safely to the bed how are you getting are you going under it or are you getting on top of it i'm going to peek under it first since i have that heightened perception to see if i notice anything down there and if i don't i'm going to try to make my way up the bed okay so you sort of head over to the bottom of the bed and you can see this sort of like moss and mildewy covered um, bed skirt sort of lining the bottom of it and you sort of pull it up and peer under. It doesn't look like there's anything, especially with the sort of vision that you have currently up. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't look like there's anything here under the bed. I was afraid of that. All right. I make my way to like the, you said it's kind of like a mossy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start trying to climb the moss like it's a net, basically. If you would please make me a coordination, I will let you choose either endurance, toughness, or vigilance. Um, I'm, I'm going to do some reroll. Okay. Six rerolls. Gotcha. Uh, a... Phenomenal success. So as you sort of um, reach over to this, um, sort of where the bedpost meets the the sort of long comforter and mm -hmm. the bed skirt hanging here, there's sort of this patch of moss growing and you kind of grasp onto it. And it feels like what moss would typically feel like, but it's obviously much larger in fiber. Mm -hmm. And so you're sort of grabbing onto it and beginning to climb your way up the bed. You make it successfully. As you cusp over the sort of edge where now you can see a top, um, you see in front of you these, um, the sort of large, the comforter covering this sort of large body, assumedly, um, sort of laying on its side away from you. You can see um, directly sort of in front of you where you are right now. Um, it looks like they have their boots on while they're sort of hidden under these comforters and you can see now as the sort of rising and falling of the chest and that sound of the snoring sort of um, recoiling throughout the room that it is this person who is snoring. I just had a horrifying thought and I am going to go to the end of the bed where maybe I can slip a peek under the covers are his feet hooves? So, as you sort of quietly sneak your way to the other end of the bed, 
you see that comforter sort of lift just enough. And as you get to it, seeing the back of this head of this person, this person that you would assume to be Bertram, and you realize that as you reach that point, you're actually looking directly into the top half of his face, sort of living on the back of his head, the sort of piece of um, just the upper half, almost bent backwards, and the eyes are closed, so he can't see you and he doesn't Mm -hmm. react, but you can see that sort of top half living on the back of where the neck would be, and this You can't see all of it, but this sort of strange growth kind of living from where the head would normally, the neck would sort of elongate from. Take that moment to take that in before sort of peeking under the covers, and you can see it's fairly dark down that far, as there's no light that way, but you can see that the shirt is almost made of this flesh-like material and you can see as well the bit of leg that you can kind of make out it almost looks like that flesh ends and then just a bare bone extends from it and that's kind of all you can make out with the shadow of the blanket and the darkness here she just kind of turns around and sits down for a second drugs They're doing it with drugs. We've been drugged. Okay. I can do this. And she's going to begin uh, looking to see if there's any indication of uh, uh, a disturbed area where uh, an item might be. So as you sort of take that moment to recollect, you see now as as that snoring is continuing, the point of whatever it is that extends out of that neck area rumbles softly every time there's sort of this exhale and then rumbles again softly as the inhale and you sort of pick yourself up and continue your way down towards where you remember the mark sort of being on the map Mm -hmm. and we shall rejoin you after Melody you have Reach the point on the map that you are supposed to be at? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Look around for a little bit to see if there's any sign of where I should dig. Mm-hmm. And then just start shoveling dirt through to see if I can find anything. Because it just says dig. If you would please make me... We should have gotten tools. I have a gun. That's not the kind of tool Shoot I'm talking about. The dirt. <laughs> Shoot, Shoot the dirt. The dirt. <laughs> no, don't, because it'll wake whatever up. To find the piece, you can choose either coordination or intuition, either oh, no, vigilance or first. wit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a catastrophic failure. Okay. I'm not very good at finding things. You're good at getting to them, though. So please add three minutes to your clock. 
And the next time you use a dread manifestation, please remind me. So you begin sort of looking and though on the map it seems like this would be a small area to cover, at your size right now, it is it feels much larger. And so you begin sort of looking and scavenging through dirt and um, foliage cover, whatever else is here. And for now, you are unable to find anything. Understandable. I'll use the gun next time. <laughs> we rejoin Birdie. Uh, I think now that the group is gone and Birdie is not concerned about being proper. Mm -hmm. uh, since this is a truffle pig situation, she's going to get on her hands and knees and sniff along the dirt uh, to see if she can get any indication of where she should dig. That is amazing. Okay. Either your coordination or intuition. Okay. Um, and this would be a vigilance or wit. And if you don't have any applicable skills for sniffing... <laughs> I will upgrade your D8. <laughs> okay. Because I love this. Spend three seconds to get another D8. Go for it. I, I want to sniff this out. Yes, please. Uh, so that is a uh, common success with three hits and a four on a D4. <laughs> you sort of check your surroundings for just a moment and then you're getting on hands and knees and oh, yeah. sniffing? Oh yeah, okay. sniffing in the dirt. Wonderful. You begin sort of in this area sniffing and searching and it's a lot of sort of intense smells for a moment until eventually it's all sort of just blending into dirt. But then you get to this spot and you can feel the dirt is a little bit softer, maybe having just been maybe overturned and you start sort of moving it away and you can smell something because it's almost, almost like it's soaked in peroxide or something. And you're sort of thinking, well, that's definitely not a truffle, but it's interesting enough. And you begin sort of pulling the dirt away. And in um, maybe about a foot, foot and a half deep as you're sort of continuing to search, you find this. If you pass it over, please. Oh. Buried in the dirt. And once I find it, I'm going to stand up and, like, look around for the others to see if anybody else has anything. I'm just going to kind of... Yeah, and now that you have um, all sort of separated, you can hardly see maybe 10 feet in front of you as the fog from the ceiling is oh, getting heavier in this sort of area that you're all in. And so like you could maybe see to a couple of trees outside of your sort of circle. So I wanted to split up. I figured we had limited time. But you found the piece. Yes. Abby, you have made your way to where you are supposed to be digging. 
if you would please make me a coordination or intuition roll plus your vigilance or wit. When I've reached this spot, mm -hmm. I want to... I've been carrying the giant needle from the other room, which is like a javelin. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a good look around to see where might something have already been buried and the ground turned up. And then I'm just going to start using the needle like a, uh, like a, a spade, a divining rod to search for what feels like a place to dig. Go for it. Okay. Uh, and I will... Because you are also using a tool smartly, I will also upgrade one of your D one of your D6s to a D8. Okay, all right. You know what? I'm going to spend six seconds and re-roll six of these dice. Because I'm alone right now, and I don't want this to take any longer than it's going to. Uh, that is four successes, so phenomenal success. All right. So as you are sort of looking in this area... You see, actually, where you are, this long, almost, like, pit or gouge through the sort of dirt in this area. Um, it's probably five, five to seven feet long or so, this sort of, like, long gouge in the dirt, and you can see it sort of ripping across in almost this triangle. It goes kind of down in this triangle shape. And maybe a little bit further off, you can see what looks to be a spade or long sort of tool set against one of the trees in this area. And you sort of, okay, so this is where maybe this tool was previously. And you're beginning to sort of use your needle javelin to dig around. And you also find that piece in the dirt. Well, it ain't a truffle, but mm, I will pocket it for safety so that I have both hands, one on the needle and one free, and then turn around expecting to have to find my way back somewhere, because we didn't make a plan for how to meet back up again. So I'm gonna head back to the door. I have an idea. You begin heading back towards the door? Yeah. Nicolette. Go back to Melody. <laughs> you are atop the bed, and you are looking. Um, you had mentioned you were looking now mm -hmm. for something to overturn, some place to dig. And from here, you can feel like a lot of this comforter has been like grown over in moss and different fungi. You're looking for some place to dig. Mm -hmm. Um, if you would please make me either coordination or intuition, mm -hmm. plus your vigilance or wit. Okay. Um, phenomenal success with five hits. So as you are sort of looking through um, and being careful as well, you find this sort of section where you can see some of the moss maybe looks ripped or torn up and you kind of approach it and you can see actually something sort of sticking out from the dirt there it's not entirely covered and it looks odd to you because it looks to be your size unlike mm -hmm. everything else here and as you reach it you receive this piece 
make me another coordination and intuition or intuition okay plus your reaction um just so you're aware the uh uh panopticon gives me uh my tribute dice when doing any sort of perception check i use d8s instead okay. of d6 mm -hmm. is this like a perception type thing sure okay gonna re-roll one that did not hit okay awesome okay six hits as you've just grabbed onto this piece you feel under you the ground that you are sort of standing on shift just a bit and you can recognize at this point the figure on the bed has sort of turned over onto their stomach and you wait before you hear again that snoring coming slowly. And you sort of are able to back away if you would like. <laughs> I think her curiosity has the better of her. Okay. And she's going to move around up toward the head of the bed so that she can see why there's that far away through a tube tunnel sound to the snoring. You are able to continue up towards, and you're able to move very quietly, and you're sort of feeling the, just a bit of movement in that ground as it raises and lowers slowly. And as you get to sort of the head of the bed. You see now that as this figure sort of laying on their stomach, the where a cheek would normally be sort of would be pressing against the pillow. And you're now on, whereas you were sort of on the right side having peeked in, you're now sort of on the left side of this figure. You can see that extending out from where the neck would be is this long flesh colored and like tiny hairs sort of over the top of it snout but there's no eyes or mouth underneath it you can just see sort of this long and it and it's like a tube and as it's sort of breathing and snoring in and out you can see the nostrils flaring gently and that um, right under sort of where a clavicle would sit is almost this row of teeth embedded almost like they're growing out from that bone there and you can see they've sort of moved one of the arms up to sort of rest under that where the cheek would be and the hand is covered in this leather glove but you can see from where the sort of forearm is this plain white bone sticking out of almost just the skeleton and in the bone carved this these intricate shapes and um, different animals, swirls, patterns. And it looks like from the position of how you would read it, 
like they've done it themselves. I'm going to make my way down off the bed and try to find Melody, because I know she went this way too. The final thing that you notice as you're up here, on the, as you're sort of going to cross off onto the other side on the bedside table, almost right next to where the adjacent head would be, this large um, oil-powered lantern that is cut off. And you sort of take note of that before you continue down the bed. Actually, is there, on this particular oil lantern, um, I know some of them have like a opening on the front where you can pour the oil in. I would like to try to remove that lid. Make your way over. There's sort of a gap between where the bed right. and the um, and the side table is. Okay. How big a gap? I would say for the size you are, from here you're gauging maybe five, maybe six feet. So jumpable. Possibly. Running start jump. Possibly. Oh, but that might be loud. Okay, never mind that. I'm going to go find Melody. Okay. So you continue down the bed then. All right. And as she's going, she just kind of turns around and uh, whispers, Sorry, Bert. Sorry, Truffle. And then climbs down. Melody, you are still in this space, and you're sort of beginning to feel a bit more flustered, or uh, I would sense that you would be uh, because your vision of this area that you were supposed to be searching in almost feels like it's closing in on you because the fog is like thickest at this point. And you're sort of, I know I just dug over here, but I can't physically see it from where I'm standing. And so it's almost like you feel as though you're re-running over these different points in the dirt. Does it feel like I'm beginning to start feeling like I'm trapped within this fog or that I'm completely and utterly lost? You don't necessarily feel trapped, but you would start to feel probably anxious that you are not sure where you are. You know which direction was the door, but you don't know where anybody else is. So if that would lead you to feel trapped... I would say once I had found all this and realizing the fog, she would start blinking the eye through the fog to try and make some kind of lighthouse effect to guide everyone else towards her. Okay. Uh, I think if, if Melody could see that, it would prevent what she is about to do. That's why I wanted to mention that that was my plan. (laughs) (laughs) Through the fog. If you would please make me an intuition and either either vigilance or wit to see if you can see the light. Uh, yeah, I'll add three seconds to get a D8. Okay. Okay, a, a common success. Just, okay. Or a complicated success. I only got one hit. You can just barely see from far across where you are right now 
And as you're looking, it almost feels like it's leagues away, but you can see just the faintest of some of the fog lighting in this purple sort of beam in and out. I think that kind of centers her as she's holding the rifle and had her finger on the trigger about to fire it to let everyone know that she needed help. And that kind of light kind of relaxes her trigger finger. And then she just kind of starts sweeping the dirt with the butt of the gun to see if she can kick something up as she starts walking in a circle. As you are continuing to sort of sweep, if you'd please make me another coordination slash intuition if you'd like, Mm -hmm. and then either your vigilance or your wit. You got it. Actually use the gun. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to use six seconds to re-roll six dice. Well, I I only have to use five, actually. Mm. That's another catastrophic failure, Lucia. Okay. If you would please add another three minutes to your clock. (laughs) Okay. I am one minute away. Okay. I think this, the way that this kind of catastrophic failure is manifesting in her mental well-being is as she's sweeping her hands are starting to shake more and her breath is starting to get faster and faster as the fog is closing in her chest is it's almost like the fog is pushing down on her chest itself in this moment as she starts uh i want to say not very carefully Mm -hmm. keeps moving the butt back and forth of the gun. Okay. As this is happening, um, Nicolette, you are, you still have, how long does your vision? Till the end of the scene. Okay. So your vision is still up and you're sort of navigating your way through these spores. And there's, some of them are a little bit harder to see because of the fog, but Mm -hmm. you're still able to sort of catch it in time and sort of um, move around in the right way. And you begin to actually here now that you're getting closer the rustling of leaves as um you get the sense that melody is more feverishly searching melody it's it's me it's me it's nicolette that that doesn't make me feel better nicolette hold still i'm coming okay i'm gonna make my way over to her okay and I, I'm assuming it's very obvious she is not okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, 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 shh, shh, I, shh. I can't find the piece. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Listen to the sound of your breath. Okay. Listen to the sound of your heart. Now I want you to repeat after me. I feel my breath. I feel my breath. My heart, it beats. My heart, it beats. I speak the words. I speak the words. And then repeat. And then repeat. Keep saying that. Okay. All right. Now, did you find what you were looking for? Mm -mm. All right. Let me take a look. Okay. 
I'm going to look around. I'm going to have you roll. Oh. Five. D fours, please. Three ones, two fours. Oddly, it was all ones and fours. So, sorry. (laughs) As you repeat this prayer to Melody in this moment, you, Melody, feel as something, something though you're not, this isn't your prayer in a way. You almost feel as though in that moment, Nicolette showed much care for you in sharing. How many fours did you roll? Uh, two. Two. Please subtract two minutes from your clock. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. We're gonna get out of this room. We will. And I'm going to start looking with my enhanced uh, perception vision thing. Okay. So now, as you're sort of um, beginning to feel a bit calmer, as now there's someone else here, at least you know that. And Nicolette is sort of beginning to pick up where you left off. Um, if you would please, I'll say, make me a, another either coordination or intuition check, plus your vigilance or wit, and I will, if you, do you already, you already have investigation to upgrade, yes. correct? Um, I will add a D8 then, because Ooh. you have your, you have your vision up. Just keep breathing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna re-roll some dice. <laughs> uh, three. I'm gonna do four seconds. Okay. That's gonna be a complicated success with no hits. Okay. As you are searching, your uh, sort of um, vision that you have in order to ascertain objects um, is sort of, can you see through objects with it? Or does it just allow you to... Um, it says it shows me hidden things. Um, and this is the step up where before it was more things that are mundanely hidden. This is things that are magically concealed. So as you are searching, you um, are kind of beginning to feel the same sort of bit of uh, stress that um, Melody was feeling as, for whatever reason, that first piece was so obvious to you, and this one seems to be, like, escaping your vision and how much you just feel like you know like you should be able to find it. And as you're sort of um, searching through, you're digging with your hands? 
yes, because I don't think I have anything else. Okay. As you're sort of digging through with your hands, you don't necessarily, you're kind of going kind of quickly, and you don't realize as you move some of the dirt aside, this um, one of those spores sort of uncovers itself and puffs out at you just a bit. Can I dodge it? You can attempt to dodge it. Okay, okay, Uh, two hits. Two hits, okay. So as you sort of see it and you attempt to dodge out of the way just in time, listening for Melody to assure that she's still there and you're looking for this piece, you uncover just gently this spore and as it puffs out, your vision sort of lights a little bit Mm -hmm. and you see that piece in front of you and you just move out of the way enough you will still take one point of damage okay in front of you in the dirt all right is another piece yeah carry this still flashing the Mm -hmm. light and we will head toward the light (laughs) and as i've been blinking the light i'm also examining the piece and i noticed something on it and quickly hold it close remembering that the uh, map says to keep it safe and it's seeing what I did on the piece going to just hold it much tighter and much closer and kind of keep a weathered eye on the ground okay in case any more spores happen (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the two of you begin making your way you've you've ascertained the light and you can still sort of see it in even though the fog is going Um, Abby have you have you ascertained the light yet? I don't believe you have. I don't think so. Uh, what I was going to do, I pocketed the piece, and I wanted to use my photographic memory to try to exactly retrace my steps to try to get back to the door without having to worry about any of the spores. Okay. Clever. Yeah. I will say with your photographic memory, even though it's foggy, you are remembering specifically in this patch of fungi, there were exactly this many spores. And in this section, I remember the colors of the moss that was growing there. And you're sort of retracing your steps back until eventually you all sort of diverge on this singular space where Birdie, you, were you close to the door or were you Yeah, next to I stayed spot? kind of close to the pet bowls. Okay. Yeah, so you're there by the pet bulls and all of you sort of, now you can also see the light coming through as well and you can recognize that it's Birdie. And I'll head towards the light. <laughs> I know it's like someone... the last thing you want to say in this game. I know, but someone had to say it. <laughs> so you are all there. Everybody find it? Original. I... Oh, yours is weird. Wait, there are... Th- what are... Is that a puzzle I, piece? There, there's something here. Hand me your pieces. Oh. I have a I have an idea. Oh. oh. This one says three. This one says four. This one says six. Does that mean there's three more? I think it's going to be a lot combination. It's a picture of a of a deer with so a missing one. It's a picture 
it's a picture of a stag. Um, so this is but, how we're going to get into the kitchen, but where's but the this fourth? Three, piece, six, four. That goes in wait. the box. Wait. The, the pet bed. No, wait. Was it, yeah. Didn't it say keep it safe on the pillow? The pet bed says keep it safe. We can check under the pet bed, but I've got another idea. Is there an underside to the bed? Uh, yes, there is. What if this symbol was we were supposed to dig under the bed? I can go check. I can move through here pretty quickly. Okay, we'll make it to the pet bed. If you just walk straight back this way and follow the wall, you'll find us. Just, um... Don't wake him. Yeah. Are you sure you should be going alone? I'm fine. Okay. All right. Meet you at the pet bed. And I'm gonna keep my right hand along the wall so that I can make sure that we are following straight along the way to the pet bed. As you are doing this, uh -oh. and you walk towards the pet bed, and you are keeping your hand on that wall, you pass by the door, correct? Mm -hmm. You pass by the door, and you notice that on it, under the knob, there is a four-rotating lock combination. We'll come back to this. There's gotta be some, you don't just write stuff on specific items on maps. Everything here has been intentional. Exactly. But you're the one that put it together. I've been known to figure some things out from time to time. Lead on. I'm what? gonna follow and keep an eye out for spores or other danger, basically following them. Three of you are heading towards the pet bed, and Nicolette, you are heading under the bed. Yes. You head that way. And as you, um, similarly, you reach that point, because you remember sort of how you got there in the first place, and you reach that point where you pull up the bed skirt, and you can see under, not very far, mm -hmm. but you can see. What are you doing? I'm going to go under the bed. Okay. Oh, wait, I don't have a light source. I'm going to go under the bed and rely on my heightened sight to um, have good dark vision, basically. Okay. And uh, if there is something hidden under there, I believe it will would stand out. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm not afraid of the dark. So I'm going to head under the bed. You head under the bed. And it is fairly dark, and you're sort of relying on whatever vision it might be that allows you to see certain things that might be concealed or that might be more hidden to a natural eye. You can see sort of where a where that mark would have been up top. There is some sort of mound in the ground a bit. Mm -hmm. And you can see it's almost like a morel mushroom, almost um, kind of in those wide sort of holes. Mm -hmm. But then under it is this sort of undulating movement. And it looks similar to a truffle, but it is 
red and pink in color. I reach into my bag uh, that I've been carrying with me. We, we discussed it earlier. And I pull out the things that I would use at a crime scene. So I would imagine I have a mask of some sort or covering for my face mm -hmm. and gloves. Okay. And I don those. Mm -hmm. um, and I am going to... <sighs> move in and very carefully take out um, some of my tools. I would imagine that in this bag I would have a scalpel. We've established I have scissors. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take each of those and I'm going to kneel down next to the morale mm -hmm. and um, kind of search the area around it, trying not to directly interact with whatever that undulating masses. Mm -hmm. uh, if I can't find anything, I'm going to dig the area around it out. Okay. And attempt to um, use my foot to tip it. You head towards whatever this thing is that's moving sort of gently in the ground. As you sort of get into the area where you are thinking the steps of how am I going to um, procure whatever it is I might need from this area, you sort of watch as that mound begins to move upwards, almost from sensing the movement of your feet approaching it. And these sort of long black tendrils are almost, um, you can see it sort of um, reaching from, it's almost like a cap, like a round semi semisphere. And from sort of the edges of it, these black tendrils are sort of stretching up from the ground. And as it continues to raise, they sort of pluck themselves out of the floor and underneath where you would normally expect for fins or sort of those folds of the mushroom to be you can see almost like it's it's been opened the scalp of some sort of creature almost human but there seems to be no eyes and as it sort of raises up enough to where you expect a neck would be you see this sort of puffied hand reach forward onto the ground in front of you and then the other sort of reaching again and pulling itself from the ground. And you see as that undulating sort of mass under the morel cage almost turns and that split down it, you can sort of read what it is now it looks like a brain uh-huh and the front of it points directly at you recognizes that there's a person in front of it and the, the whole top of it begins to vibrate before you all can hear in the room this terrifying screech 
ring out throughout the entirety of it as this creature pulls itself onto sort of where its legs would be and begins scooting away from you, continuing to almost ring out that loud yell, obviously trying to signify somebody else of your presence. Okay, um, really wish I had combat skills right now. Um, well, no oh. use being quiet anymore, right? Right, but what are we doing? What we're doing, keep doing it, just do it faster. Okay, I'm booking it for the pillow now. Okay. Did you say that, 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 that there was a padlock on the door, I'm so sorry, that we passed? Yeah, there's a hmm. little... Combination. combination lock. Combination. So we are trapped in this room until we find the last piece. Is what I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm hearing right now. Stop asking the teacher just... if we have homework. <laughs> I mean, the same way we've been trapped every other time. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. The three of you. Now, the kind of dark of the light is beginning of the room it seems itself begins to darken and you underneath the bed are also looking through essentially pitch darkness because everything around you is covered but the three of you are starting to get that kind of twilight feel when there's fog in the forest and you can see far past where the bed is this large clunk yellow light turn on from that side and you hear as that snoring of that sound sort of turns into this pig-like screech from within this body and you can and you under the bed can see as the mattress weighs down for a moment as the creature is moving out from the bed and all of you see as this gigantic sort of figure is towering over, picks up the lantern, and turning, you can see the silhouette through the fog, these broad sort of shoulders and this flannel-like shirt, but seemingly made of flesh, covering the torso and a bit of um, sort of pant-like material going to about the going to about the knees, and you can see these skinny sort of forearms made purely of bone and similar, the sort of shin area tucked into these large sort of boots, the leather gloves, and hanging from the front where a neck would normally sort of protrude is this long pig snout that is sort of gently <laughs> sniffing around the room looking for you. The three of you can hear and see all of this happening. You underneath the bed, that mushroom-like creature still sort of crawling away from you and almost also hearing the creature rise from the bed, almost like seeking towards it and begins running their way towards um, the truffler. All right, well, he's up. Um, I'm going to run towards it. I need everyone to make initiative rolls, please. Yeah, yeah. I don't wanna. <sighs> I have an idea. I don't know if it's a good one. Your ideas have been great so far, so keep yeah. them coming. 
I just realized I have a big weapon on me, so. Oh, wow. No, you'll see. <laughs> Melody, what did you get for initiative? I got two, two successes. Birdie? Four. Four. Mm. Abby? I got seven. Wow. These were six seconds well spent. Okay, Nicolette? None. Okay. But I'm not negative. That's good. That's good. Don't don't get negative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't do that. As all of this is kicking off and um, you're seeing that uh, that creature from afar begin to um, he sort of leaned over the opposite side of where you all are, grabbed that lantern, and is now beginning to walk towards the front door. Abby, what are you doing? Does it feel like the snuffling is headed in our direction? Do I think this thing has sensed us yet? Because the sound came from under, he is doing a first initial search. You don't know if he's ascertained where you are yet. Okay. That's the case. How far are we from the pet beds? Pet bed. From the pet bed, you are you're pretty close at this point. I would say you're getting getting about to the point where you could climb onto it if you ran at it. Okay. Then that's what I'm going to do. Needle out, scramble up, look for a spot to start poking and look for this thing cuz we got to get out of here. I know she's got the map, but I took a look at it with my photographic memory. Mm -hmm. Where do I remember exactly where that spot is? It was written it across was the pillow. Oh, it's there wasn't good. a mark. Keep it safe. Yeah, it said keep it safe across the pillow. Then what I'm gonna do instead, do I see seams on this pet bed? Looking at it, um, you do see seams. They almost look like rope, though, at your size. Although you have a fairly large needle, you would assume that if you maybe gave it enough force, you could rip it. Okay, because at this point now, I'm looking to just rip this whole bed open and look inside of it. Yeah, if I think the the seams are gonna be a weak point, I'll go for that. Otherwise, I'll just poke and rip. Gotcha. All right, if you would please make me, we're gonna call it a melee attack, <laughs> which is strength plus your toughness. Great. And then if you have any aptitudes in weaponry. Nope. <laughs> uh, have I become proficient in needle at this point? <laughs> um, probably not that, yet. That's fair, that's fair. I'm gonna spend six seconds to add 2d8. Okay. Okay, that's two successes. Two successes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so as you're standing there, you sort of look at this pet bed, look at the seams, and you're sort of trying to figure which one would be best, and you just sort of go in for the stab, and you sort of try and use your the leverage and momentum to rip across, and as you do, that sort of um, batting or that kind of begins to fall out. You can see it's batting of almost like a soft cotton material, and then like a couple of feathers are starting to sort of spill out. And as you open this, it smells like a barn. It smells like a pig, you know, sort pig of. Pig bed. Pig yeah. bed. Well. Um, and as it's like sort of starting to spill out, you have a hole that's probably with the movement probably two to three feet open 
and there's just filling. I think I'm just gonna start pulling filling, trying to find something. Okay. Like, okay, this is not dirt, this is filling. Let's go. Gotcha. So you continue to pull and you're just like throwing batting feathers. There's a little bit of hay in there. You're like throwing it all behind you. Um, I will try to throw it in all sorts of directions because if this smells like pig and it's that strong, maybe if the snout comes around, it might help confuse it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So as I pull, I'm like one this way, one that way, one this way, bunch over there, this way. Gotcha. So yeah, you're you're all sort of watching as like in this like circle around Abby is <laughs> like a bunch of batting and stuffing beginning to sort of fill. Is that your turn? Yeah, I'm gonna spend as much time as possible because I think there's something in there looking. Okay, Birdie, what are you doing? Want to join the snow globe? Oh no. Uh, so I'm going to take some of this fabric of the pet bed that mm-hmm. has been uh, ripped. And I'm going to take the bottle of wine that I stole earlier out of my bag. Yes. Okay. Uncork it, shove the fabric into it. Ha! Huh? And I'm spending the two minutes to use Excite to Light burn it. the fabric and chuck it as far away from us as possible. Beautiful. Okay. Please make me a strength and toughness. Beautiful. And I can take a D8 for athletics. Are you, really quick, are you aiming it anywhere specific? You're just as far away as possible? As Since I can't particularly see, the only direction I really know is the pet bowls. So I'm going kind of a little to the right of them so we can still make it to the door. Gotcha, okay. But not quite all the way towards the bed because I know Nicolette was there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, okay, so go ahead and chuck it. Okay, 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 okay. Actually, no, I'm going to spend six seconds to have no distress dice in this world. <laughs> Go for it. And I have a phenomenal success. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Okay, so you, like, in this quick second, you are stuffing fabric in quickly, and you light it, and you sort of, like, just fucking chuck that thing. <laughs> and you watch as it sort of does the sort of slow motion spin through the air and you manage to arc it and kind of give it enough force to throw it far enough to where that wood sort of basket sitting next to it lands sort of there and you're watching as some of the fire though um, a lot of the room is very moist and the, the moss is not burning as quickly it's lighting onto that sort of basket and the basket is beginning to sort of go up in flames. And you, as you do that, you see that long sort of snout having been just like sniffing gently sort of turns towards wherever that sort of smell of the smoke is beginning to come from and rushes over. And you, Except for you, Nicolette would all see that when he does this, he sort of lowers onto almost all fours and runs that way over towards the basket. Coming to his turn, 
you see as he is sort of trying to ascertain what is going on as he's just been woken up from this sort of loud noise going on and is now sort of sniffing around and you can see in this like um, almost feverish similar to the way that you were all sort of looking for these pieces has strapped to his back this large sort of um, that spades similar to the one that you had seen over in the corner and strapped to the back he sort of runs over to where this basket is and you can see him sort of sniffing over it looking for whatever it might be and that big sort of large leather clad hand is like going to sort of grab the basket and pick it up and try to attempt to begin putting it out and you can see he's sort of like trying to do this and realizes that it's sort of not worth putting it out and just kind of like throws it aside and is now trying to continue to sniff and look for you all except his nose seems as though it's getting sort of clogged by that smell of smoke that was my goal that was my goal nice filled melody what are you doing there's that yellow light coming from where was that in the room? So it's from his lantern, and he's got it strapped to sort of the belt now. Could I try to distance myself from these two as far as possible, probably uh, running over since I'm close to the bed and you're running away from the bed? No, you can't see me. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm under a bed skirt. <sighs> um, but I saw you go towards the bed, so yes. I'm going to actually run towards that fire towards the front door area and pull out my gun and I'm gonna try and shoot the lantern so it breaks and potentially breaks sets him on fire please make me a ranged weapon attack which is coordination and composure and plus if you have any markmanship I do I have specialized in rifles and I am going to spend three seconds to give myself an additional D8. Go for it. Uh, phenomenal success. So you sort of go back to that point um, closer to the door, and you are sort of looking and um, aiming for where that light is sort of coming from. And it's a little bit hard to see because the fog is so heavy that it's almost, every time you turn, it's almost creating like this wall of light in front of you. But you sort of steady yourself and aim and fire, and you watch as it sort of right into the sort of um, glass front of this lantern and you watch as this sort of oil and flame meshing with the flame that is already happening inside the room sort of this like rain of light is sort of coming and splashing down onto the ground around him as well as like over his sort of side and legs and up onto the shirt and you can see as he's beginning to sort of burn up the body as well as um, part of the oil sort of leaking onto the leg and he sort of lets out this loud sort of that pig boar like screech when they're experienced that pain as well as this sort of gurgled man underneath almost like this layered sound to both of it as he sort of turns and this time 
you can see now, even though his nose is getting clogged, that the head on the back turns towards you and you can see those eyes settle lower than where he normally sort of looks. And he just sort of reaches back this way and you can see him land on his hands as that snout flops over to the other side, his gaze focused on you. Nicolette. Is the thing that's screeching still under the bed? It's it's booking it out towards, okay. like, out of the bed skirt, and you can see that it's either attempting to hide from whatever just woke up or is going straight towards it. I'm going to run out from under the bed into a room of flickering light. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, she just locks up and just is transported back to being under an overpass and this figure that looks like a child made up of fire standing in front of her. And she kind of locks up for a moment and then she hears the the squeal again and she reaches down and like grabs a handful of dirt and just yells, as loud as she can to try to get his attention. Please add a minute to your clock. Mm -hmm. As you've sort of cusped into this space and the trees in front of you are creating these sort of shadows as that fire is continuing to sort of splash across the landscape in here. And though the lantern is now out, the light of the fire of both the first one that you had set Birdie and now the second one that is kind of expanding from the rest of the lantern, the light in here is just dancing rapidly. And you are seeing a bit of that vision as well before you sort of calm and call out. And you see, as you're sitting there, those eyes that had focused on you and that snout sort of sort of flopped over, the head sort of turns again and you see it sort of twist around, and now it's sort of hanging down onto the floor, like touching into the moss beneath him. And he just sort of looks and begins rushing instead of towards you, towards Nicolette. As I have his attention, he starts running towards me. She yells, there's been a crime. And that's the end of my turn. Abby, what are you doing? There is a thing here that I gotta find. <laughs> They're doing awesome things. I'm just gonna continue to dig through this darn bed. Okay. It smells like pig, but I know I'm looking for a thing with a number on it and I'm gonna find it. Okay. You are continuing to pull and you've kind of gotten to the point where at an arm's length, you would have to continue into the pillow. It's not water, she's gonna try. I'll dive in. I'll go into the, the, the pillow. It, she has that moment of, oh, mm. And you actually hear her say, it's not water, it's gonna be fine. And she'll okay. get inside and start digging. You continue inside and you are like grabbing and pulling and sort of moving almost 
almost swimming mm-hmm. your way mm-hmm. through this. I will say with your feverant searching, it blocks the idea of being submerged just enough for you to continue kind of through this space. And you reach the point where the walls around you sort of cave just a bit and you recognize that you're sort of at the center of what would be like an upholstered in the set, like a button upholstered right in the middle of this sort of pillow. Please make me either acumen or intuition with your vigilance or your wit. Would my investigation aptitude help here at all? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Got this. Um, uh, common success. You are searching, looking, trying to kind of ascertain both where you are and what you're looking for should be in here. And you go to sort of move past this point of sort of jumbled stuffing, whatever it might be, and you feel something hard between your hands. And you sort of begin to move it out of the way and you find, yes. I grab it, it's in the pocket. I'm gonna burst my way out of this thing scramble out and I guess you're the only one nearby yeah, at this point. I'm still there with you. And I'm like, I got it. Let's get out of here. I'll hand it over. Okay. If I have enough to do all that. Yeah. You I'm sort pulling of... stuffing out of my hair and feathers yeah. out of my side. Yeah. You're sort of like, <sighs> and you feel in your nose that sort of like itchy <sighs> after you've been to a barn or <sighs> had those sort of fibers in your nose, but you do have the item. <sighs> And you've handed over to Birdie. So having all the pieces, I now know the combination. Okay. Uh, so I am going, because I have some thoughts on all of this. That's why I handed it to you. But we don't have time to talk about it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run to the lock and I'm going to input three, seven, six, four. Okay you run over to the lock and you're sort of like scrambling with like whatever finger (laughs) and you're sort of like okay okay putting in the code and you hear as you enter the last number a small click yes as it moves to unlock gonna undo the lock try and get the door open we're tiny so can i even reach a handle yeah the door that you that you putting the lock in is still okay your it, size. it it aliced with us <laughs> okay and i'm gonna open the door and i try not to draw attention i'm just going to flash the purple light across the floor as i've opened the door but just in a frantic pattern to try and call their attention open the door mm-hmm. and you're standing there sort of flashing this light over Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. As this is happening, and the two of you are closer to the door, Nicolette, you are standing there as this creature of mass proportion is running directly for you. And as you say, there's been a crime that knows that sort of, because of the length and the sort of size is almost dragging on the floor behind it as it's running 
and you see the sort of eyes shift for just a moment and the head tilt just a bit as still running the hands sort of push out to stop and they look and those sort of the head turn that sort of snout moving towards you and sniffing gently hi truffle Bertie, my friend, there's been a crime. I need your help. You feel as that end of the snout brushes up against the side of your cheek just a bit. She'll pat it. There's been a kidnapping. Four people have been taken. They're being held prisoner. They need a way to be released. But in order to do that, we need to find out who's trapped them. Do you have any information on who might have trapped four people at a hunting lodge? Tears from the eyes begin streaming down the face, a sort of look of both apology and yet recognition in their eyes. And behind them, that flame still licking up the side of the body and over them. And it seems as though They're unable to speak, but they sort of, the eyes, where is, you have the wooden box, correct? Yes. Where is it on your person? Um, I would imagine it's like sticking out of her bag. Okay. You see the eyes sort of dart towards that box and the nose sort of sniff towards it. And they sort of back just enough for them to shake their head at you. I understand, chum. They sort of pause for a moment and turn and look at the rest of you sort of here in the room. And that sort of burning of the flame continues to lick up the side of the body. At this point, you would have added two minutes to your clock. Okay. I have rolled over an hour. I am now at hour five. That flame licking up the side of the body almost feels as though it consumes your vision for a moment. And you hear in the back of your head Hi, Nicola. And you feel in you, and you hear a clock turning, and you come back, and the vision of the truffler before you still burning, the door open, and the nose sort of motioning 
for you all to leave. And she'll reach up as she walks past and just run her hand across the snout like she would when she was visiting Truffle. She'd kind of squeeze his nose with one hand and she kind of does that as she walks past him and just calm, not calmly, but very focused, every step intentional, walks out the door. And you feel as you're sort of doing this petting motion, that long sort of um, content, almost sigh from the nose, as the truffler in his sort of entirety moves back to stand, almost in that same stance that he has in the portrait outside of this room. And looking at the four of you, see him sort of wave and I walk out of the room Bertie you are out of the room mm-hmm. Melody um, Melody's going to walk out of the room as well but she's going to begin humming uh, like almost like a haunting lullaby okay to not only ease the man back to sleep, but at the same time she's doing that, she's sharing her solace with Nicolette the way Nicolette did it to her. And I'm gonna activate convalescence. So for the next 60 seconds, you're going to heal two damage each. I'm not injured. Oh, shit. You're using a dread manifestation. Oh. But it's beautiful. It's that's such a beautiful moment. It's beautiful. It's worth it. It's, Please roll a d4 for that. It's so beautiful. Come on, one, two. You use an extra two minutes for that manifestation. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. I forgot about that drawback. I just passed over to our seven. <sighs> As you cast this and you are singing softly, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you roll 64 and we shall do it in the tower once more. So out of six, Mm -hmm. I rolled one four, and that's it. Everything else was two or three. That's the opposite of what you... Yeah. (laughs) Okay. For one four on a d4, Nicolette, should you choose the next time that you would like to use a solace trigger to take off a minute from your clock, you may pick either your prayer or Melody's song. Okay. 
Melody. Hello. Having ticked over another hour, a familiar feeling lands in the back of your head, and that clock chimes. You feel part of you almost getting stronger in something unhuman. And as you sort of open your eyes, or at least it feels like you're opening your eyes, you see before you again that giant insect sort of cleaning their small hands. And they And you snap back to where you were. How how are you doing, Nicolette? And I walk down the stairs. We told her it'd be hard. I'm gonna go down the stairs after Nicolette. So I, I will be walking out, but he's on fire. He's standing. Do I see any of the exposed bone? You do. And do I see the carvings that she saw? Mm-hmm. I'd like to take a that second of a look to commit them to memory and walk out. As you're sort of walking out, you glance at this sort of still burning, but almost at a peace figure. That one leg sort of covered in uh, the different carvings through the bone. You commit their image to memory and you rejoin the group outside. Nicolette, you got that box there? May I see it for a second, and I promise I'll give it back. Let's hope nothing happens. Let's hope something happens. Just an idea. Your ideas have been great. And as you click the puzzle pieces into place, the box is now able to be opened. That's a wood carving tool. And Abby, as she opens this box, just for a moment, you swear you recognize this tool. What's wrong? What do you want to know? I don't think I need to use anything to know what this is. I saw those carvings. (laughs) 
think this is going in that other box. Please roll a singular d4 for me. Okay. That's a one. Holding the item in your hand, you still recognize it. Though you assume that this is what the carvings were for, you also briefly remember the moment of you and Earl sitting out on the lake and that clam, that oyster, particular tool in his hand and looking at Earl from across the lake now you know his name, Bertram, giving him a thumbs up. And now that you are recalling, looking at Earl's face in that moment and Bertram's response, there is a lot of love in both of their glances. I'm sorry. But I think you, you know you did the right thing, right? Let's just finish this. And I'll hold the tool back out to you. There's something else that might have to go in that box. The thing I found in the bed. Yeah. This thing, it's got grooves like the dagger did, but it... It looks like it fits on the end of the dagger. The other thing, though, is it's covered in all these animals that are kind of everybody here. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a stag, there's... there's a beetle, there's eels, there's the centipede, uh... A boar or bison? It's, I don't know. It's kind of got two heads going on. But it's... It kind of represents all of them. I, this might have to go in. Maybe it makes a finished dagger by the end of this? Well, the box wouldn't close if there was anything wrong. So. Maybe not wrong. We could try. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's supposed to go in there. Yeah, we'll be able to tell when we look at the inside of the box. I'm just going to ask before we put anything in that box. I asked it before, and now, as we get closer, were we sent here to save these people, or we sent to be the next people in this house? Are we completing this ritual? Or are we saving these folks? Because I don't know. Your friend. How sure are you that she's not involved in this? You mean in a bad way? You mean... Could she have been involved in setting us up? Maybe. She's a professional acquaintance. A f uh, I'd call her a friend. I care about her. I hope she's okay. 
I came out here to find her. I... <laughs> you might be better off not finding her. I think I'm gonna, whether I want to or not. Look, way I see it, they were all gonna be stuck like this whether we came here or not, so at least this way... We're putting them out of the misery, to be perfectly honest. Agreed. I'm gonna go over to the box. Okay. I'm gonna open it and look for a recess that matches either the tool or the pommel. You get the sense that the end of the dagger piece would fit better than the chisel. Nicolette, I think you should do it. Just put it in. I think you should do it. As you place the piece attached to the dagger, the box remains open, but that is where we are going to close out this chapter of the Velvet Lodge. Thank you so much for visiting the Velvet Lodge. If you have enjoyed your stay, please be sure to leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. Your review may bring new hunters to the lodge looking to experience this story. Until next time, happy hunting.